Welcome to the Private Practice with Soul podcast. My name is Dr. Brooklyn Storm and I help private practice owners align their business back with their soul's calling, with their big vision and with their soul's purpose. Unlike other private practice coaches, I've traveled the world in search of spiritual resources, spiritual tools, education and information so that you can have the transformation that your soul desires and needs so that you can up-level your business. How much fun is this? I love it so much. Guys, if you're not already a member of the Private Practice Monthly Mentorship Group, please check out the show notes. I would love for you to be there. In the meantime, thank you so much for pushing play today. Let's begin. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Private Practice with Soul podcast. Oh my goodness, I am so pleased that you're here because I am just brimming with things to share with you today. (laughs) And I have a really fun episode. So um, you know me, like we're going to be talking about some spiritual type things today in private practice. We're specifically going to be focusing on what it looks like to work with the phases of the moon as a private practice owner and to build your private practice in conjunction with that. And it's so much fun. And it came about because, oh my gosh, so much has been happening. Yesterday, I put a post up to let everybody know, hey, I know I've been a little bit quiet on my social, but it's because, you know, blame it on the full moon, but I have been madly... in flow and I have been creating some stuff for you behind the scenes and I cannot wait to give it to you because I know that it is going to blow your mind and it's not going to matter which stage of private practice you're at everybody is going to think this is just amazing because there's nothing like this available right now so yeah I'm so excited so I'm trying to set up two things at once (laughs) that's what I mean so um it's just been so productive and I've just been so in flow and if you've ever been in a flow state you know what I'm talking about it's like that state where you are so productive and you get so much stuff done but it feels like only five minutes has gone when in actual fact it's been like three hours or something like that you know Um, like I'm having to set reminders to get up from the computer because I'm just producing so much for you and Anyway, so I put a post up on my social media yesterday saying, hey, blame it on the full moon, but this is what's going on, etc., etc." And then it started this whole conversation about the moon. And I thought, okay, let's do a podcast on it. Now, I did do a podcast on the moon and all the phases and things like that way back. So maybe just go to the search function in your podcast show player and type moon and it will come up for you. But today what I want to do is share with you because it caused so much interest and it was some got some really beautiful comments about it. So I wanted to share with you, yeah, I absolutely do lean into the energy of the moon and I want to talk with you about uh, what I do and Maybe if you're interested in working with the moon as well, this might inspire you in terms of how you can make it work for you. So as you know, like I travel to all these countries learning about all different approaches to spirituality and stuff like that. And one of the really beautiful things that I learned, it didn't matter what country I went to, just about everybody had their own 
uh, spiritual guidance on what it meant to work with the cycles of nature, with the beat of the mother, with the rhythm of uh, the cycles, with the rhythm of the seasons. And of course, the moon falls into one of the rhythmic aspects of, you know, the world around us, doesn't it? So what I was able to do was pull all of that knowledge together and think, how can I use this for my business? And so I started putting it together and I made a like a little, I, maybe you call it a framework or something, I don't know, but it was just for myself and I thought, yeah, I'm going to give this a go. And uh, anyway, it really created some exciting results. Um, this was years ago and I did write a program about it to teach other private practice owners about it years ago. It's still on my website um, if you're interested in going and having a look. But I just want to talk with you about, uh, you know, what it is and how it works so that if you're interested, yeah, you can go and um, have a bit of a play with the energy of the moon yourself. So there's this idea, well, an idea, a belief, that the moon is really, really powerful. And I tend to subscribe to that belief as well. To me, it's like, you know, how we have this law of duality and we have the law of polarity. So just like we need a sun, we need a moon. Okay. The sun is fiery and it's, and it's light and it never changes. It stays the same. You know, it's always the sun. It's always bright, you know, that's a masculine energy, but the moon is a feminine energy, okay? So that's the first thing to understand. And because you listen to this podcast, you all have an understanding of what the masculine and the feminine is in private practice. If we just take the moon, for example, we know that the moon is a feminine energy, but within that energy, we also have masculine and feminine. And this happens in conjunction with the phases of the moon. So a moon cycle lasts anywhere from 27 to 29 days usually it's 28 days but with the way that the clocks work and with you know the way that the the earth rotates and all of that sort of stuff every now and again there's a discrepancy so uh, an average moon cycle is between 27 and 29 days so not quite a month and there isn't a beginning or an end it's called a cycle, right? So think about a cycle in terms of a circle. A circle doesn't have a beginning or an end, okay? It's the same with the uh, moon phases. There is no beginning and no end. You don't have to start at a certain point and finish at a certain point when you're applying the, the moon phases to your private practice, okay? Now, there are eight phases of the moon. And I like to, oops, I just hit my microphone, sorry. <laughs> there are um, eight phases of the moon. So we have the new moon and then we have a waxing moon and then we've got the first quarter and then a waxing phase and then the full moon and then a waning phase and then the third quarter or the last quarter as it's sometimes called and then another waning phase and then we come back into the new moon. So they're sort of the eight phases and they're not divided equally in the course of the month. In fact, the duration of the eight phases is different from month to month. So some months you might come into a new moon and it might be a new moon for 24 hours. Other days it might be a, other times or other months rather, it could be a new moon for as long as five or six days. So it's never the same. It's always changing, hence the feminine, right? <laughs> always changing, never the same. Uh, 
and you don't have to start on the new moon okay so because it's a cycle or a circle you can start working with the moon at any time that feels right for you okay it's like a merry-go-round you can jump on and jump off you don't have to wait for a, a beginning point now each of those phases has its own energy some of those energies are masculine and some of those energies are feminine uh, and we know that this is a legit thing as well. So I know maybe some people who are new to this podcast might be thinking, oh, Brooklyn's going off on a tangent. <laughs> I'm not. Guys, this is legit. Like think about it when, uh, you know, gardeners, so farmers, farmers. So this is one of the things. When I was in Bali, I was talking to some of the farmers there and there are farmers that plant crops when, you know, in accordance with the moon and they plant their crops when it's a full moon I think I think I've got that right it's a full moon or a new moon no full moon and the reason that they do that is because this is so cool the power of that full moon brings all the water to the top of the soil which makes it much easier for planting and for seeds to take root how cool is that and then once I learned that of course I started reading about it more and it's a thing and I, I learned that moon gardening is a thing. I don't personally do moon gardening. I've never tried it but my mum's a gardener and I bought her books on gardening with the moon. She's not tried it yet either but anyway it was interesting to know and then I live on the Mornington Peninsula right so down here the so lucky because we've got access to so many farms and people grow all sorts of things from fruit to vegetables you know stuff like that and there are so many farmers markets and farmers farm gates and once I learned this about the moon I started going and when I was picking up my produce my fresh produce I would say you know is the farmer here I want to have a quick chat to the farmer and Often I would be fortunate enough to be able to speak with them and I would say, you know, is this a thing? Like, have you heard about gardening with the moon? And even farmers on the peninsula swear by gardening in accordance with the moon, swear by it. So it's so interesting because the more you talk about it, the more you open up your awareness and you're like, wow, this is so cool. And so then the more I started learning about it, the more I wanted to like look at how can I apply this to business. So I was thinking about the eight phases of the moon and how I could harness them for my private practice. And what I did was like a whole bunch of, I got all my journals together from when I was overseas and uh, I pulled everything together that I'd written about different cultures and how they work with the moon for different things. So there are also, um, uh, you know, back in the day, there used to be like these red tents and a red tent was where all the women used to go and support each other and nurture and nourish and do all of that sort of stuff. Well, there are still red tents in certain places around the world, but even in um, uh, Persian cultures and uh, Arabian cultures, there are still women's circles that meet that talk about menstruation and business and, um, you know, what it means for them in, in their business in terms of the moon. And I just thought, oh, this is so cool. Anyway, so what working with the moon energy allowed me to do more of was a few things. First off, it gave me balance, which I didn't realize I didn't have. I thought 
um, I, my, I had great balance. I was really happy at work. There wasn't anything really that I wanted to change. However, it's like the more you learn, the more you know, right? So <laughs> once I started like applying my framework, so I put it all together and I was like, yeah, I'm going to test it because I always test everything before I take it to market. And I was excited to give it a go and see if I'd done it right. <laughs> and what I realized was by the end of the 28 days in that first time that I did it for myself, I was reflecting because I wanted to look at, you know, what worked, what didn't, did it help, did it not, what could I do differently next time? You know, I was doing that kind of reflective practice. And what I realized in my reflection was that I had found like this new type of balance. And what that looked like was I'm I was in the past someone who was tied to the diary so if I had written in my diary that from two till three I was going to write social media posts then I was doing that from two to three like I was so disciplined um yeah I guess being a high achiever I always said you know I always set goals for myself and I always am so disciplined and yeah, so that's the first thing that shifted for me was sort of this awareness that, oh, okay, I could actually do less and still get the same results or something better. And that that was the first sort of realization. And that made me feel really uncomfortable because it meant that I had to shift my long held beliefs around you have to work hard to get X, Y, and Z. You have to work hard to fill your diary. You have to work hard to build your brand reputation. You have to build, you have to work hard to get it all done, you know. So now I had evidence, concrete evidence that I hadn't spent half as much time in front of the computer, yet I'd still had the same turnover, yet I'd still had the same number of inquiries, yet, do you know what I mean? Nothing had changed except I was working less. So it required some processing afterwards to to really allow myself to embrace that this could be, and I demonstrated that it could be my new reality. That was the first thing. The other thing that it gave me more of, did I say balance? Yeah. Um, I was able to balance in this sense. Uh, I was able to balance being creative with doing the work, you know. I was able to allow myself to have time where I didn't see clients, where I wasn't writing reports, where I wasn't looking at invoicing or billing, where I wasn't doing any of the behind the scenes stuff uh, as far as the practice goes. But I allowed myself time, sometimes days at a time of not seeing a client, days at a time of not advertising, days at a time of not marketing, days at a time of whatever, and allowing myself to sit in the energy of being creative. And so they were the days when I was producing content, when I was tweaking a website, when I was writing a blog post, I was blogging at the time when I was taking photos or all of those sorts of things and even getting out of the office. So, you know, back when I did all of this, I had a office. Well, I had a building actually. I had five treatment rooms and all these practitioners coming and going, um, you know, from like seven in the morning till nine at night. And by working with the phases of the moon, I was able to not go to that physical building for days at a time and instead go for 
hikes, go for walks on the beach. I loved, loved, loved. I haven't done it for years because of COVID and everything, but I used to love driving up to Sassafras. So Sassafras is an area sort of kind of near I'm hopeless with directions, so I'm sorry if I'm offending my Sassafras listeners, but I think it's kind of near like Belgrave and um, the mountains, Mount Mount Dandenong. So it's beautiful to drive there because it's just like this whole other part of the world. You drive windy roads up a mountain and it's lined by huge tree ferns and lush greenery and tall trees and canopies and it's just beautiful and when you get there there's like um, not much it's like a tiny whiny little street or village I think it's like in an elbow shape if I can remember it correctly and there are a few little shops there's a tea shop there called Miss Marples and my very favorite shop was a, a shop called I think it's still there. I think it's called Oracle. Um, and you could go in there and they've got crystals and tarot card books and stuff like that. Da, 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 da. So I could take time off and I could go up to Sassafras and I could spend the day there and then I could go and eat lunch. Like I could get lunch from like this really great um, – was it called Alinda? Alinda Cafe. I'll pick up some salads and wraps and stuff like that and go and sit in these beautiful rainforests. And I'd see peacocks sometimes and I'd hear the birds go, oh, oh, like this. And it was just so lush and beautiful. And, and then I walk around the rhododendron gardens and it was just so nice. And I think to myself, this feels wrong. Like I should be in the office. <laughs> But when you work with the phases of the moon and you're disciplined and you, when you're just learning it, you must be disciplined, otherwise it doesn't work because your default is going to be to go back to the office and open up your laptop. Uh, you start to see that there's a different way of running a private practice and that maybe this is what everybody's been talking about the whole time that you just didn't know was possible. So I love it for that. So I got to have more balance in terms of um, what I was doing and who I was being. You know, like I was being someone who was doing a lot of things over here and then on these other days, I was being someone who takes care of herself. I was being someone who disconnects. I was being someone who uh, allows herself to receive, to nourish, to do all of these things. So that was the first thing. Working with the moon energy allowed me to do a lot less of overworking. And by that, I mean like, I don't know, like I would see my first client at the practice at eight and I would book my last one at eight. So I'd be there, you know, from like 7.30 in the morning because you've got to open up and turn on the, the salt lamps and to get the heater going and <laughs> water the plants and do all of that sort of stuff. And then when I'd finish at nine o'clock at night, I would need half an hour to pack up, close the blinds, check everything's turned off at the wall, da 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 um, and then I wouldn't get home until 10. And this was my life because I didn't know any different. And I thought this was what everybody else was doing. And therefore, this is the way that you do it. So working with the moon allowed me to do less of that. And that was a huge game changer because it gave me back my energy. I didn't realize how much energy I had been physically, emotionally, mentally spending on the practice and doing client work until I stepped back from it. 
Now, like I've gone from working like that five days a week plus a plus a Saturday, which Saturdays I started seeing clients at 8 a.m. and I'd finish at 2, which meant I had to be there at 7.30 at least and, you know, get home about 3. Um, since I stopped doing all of that, you know, I got grounded again, if you like, and I came to experience what it can be like to let go. And that was probably one of the biggest lessons that I had. In fact, someone else who did Moonworks um, commented in the group that uh, it gave her a sense of having more permission. It gave her a sense of having permission to step back from the practice. And once I did that, and I saw that, you know, the, the sky was still there. It didn't come crashing down around me because I wasn't present in physically present in the business for all those hours, which I know now I was doing out of fear mindset and scarcity mindset. Well, if I'm not open for all these hours, nobody's going to come and all of this. What I realized was that it was absolutely safe and necessary for me to step back. And it was only through working with the moon, not through supervision, <laughs> not through my own coaching. It was through working with the moon and allowing myself to really tune into that. And the other thing that I learned too was I'm not overly lunar sensitive. So, you know, there are some people who are like, um, oh, it's a full moon and da, da 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 I was never like that. But as my awareness grew, uh, I could get better at, at recognizing, oh, well, this is impacting my energy. I think it impacts all of us, but I don't know because I haven't researched what I'm about to say. It's just a hunch that I have, but I it would imagine that it probably also affects women a little bit differently too because of the way our bodies are, you know, because we've got wombs and because we menstruate and all of that sort of stuff as well. So I'd say even perhaps there, you know, there are women that also feel um, perhaps even more sensitive to the energies of the moon. But it doesn't matter. Like I think the thing is that once you become aware of the energies of the of the moon, then you can't help but ask yourself and check in with yourself how you're feeling energetically as, a, as you move into each new phase. And that awareness helps you strengthen your connection to the moon, which is just beautiful. And you know what? I'm not aware of the moon every single day, but there will be days where I feel a little bit off or I feel like I've got a bit more energy and I can look up in the sky and I can say, oh, that's why it's a waning crescent at the moment. <laughs> so at the moment, speaking of waning, we're in waning gibbous. Waning gibbous is when we've just had a full moon and now, you know, the moon is mostly light, but it's starting to go dark around one edge, right? So it's waning. That means the energy is starting to dial down a little bit. And this is a great time for um, giving, a great time for giving. It's a great time for gratitude. It's a great time for um, rolling your sleeves up and getting your hands dirty, um, doing something that supports and that gives back. So for example, one of the things that I'm doing uh, today actually is I went on Facebook Marketplace recently and I was looking for mini hydrangeas or mini agapanthers, sorry. 
mini agapanthus and uh, I want to plant those because this is the phase for me to give back. So I want to give back to the mother. I want to give back to the mother archetype. I want to give back to nature and the earth. So one of the ways that I'm going to do that is I'm going to plant um, flowers in my garden. I want to get dirty. I want to dig up the dirt. I want to get my hands dirty. I want to put water in the little holes. I want to, you know, plant my little plants and cover them up with soil and give them a little bit of a feed and a sprinkle with more water. That's what I want to do. I'm feeling called to do that. And that's me giving back, right? So, um, yeah, aligning your business with the energy of the moon would look like, you know, that it's not always about business. You can relate it to business if you want. Like you could say, well, if, you know, if this is a, a time for me to express gratitude and it's a time for me to give back and I want to do that via the business, via the private practice, what would that look like? So um, it could look like anything. Maybe you do a pro bono session this week. Um Maybe you give something away. Maybe you've got a PDF you've been holding on to that you could dust off from two years ago, give it a bit of a freshen up and and give it away to clients that need it. Do you know what I mean? But this is a time for you to, to give back. You might also look for maybe a little charity that you want to donate to and, you know, at the end of every financial year, you give the charity a hundred bucks or something like that. Um, but now is a these, these waning times, the waning gibbous is really a fantastic time for you to get in the spirit of that. And of course, being soul-led practitioners, practitioners who are connected to soul and allowing ourselves to be guided by what feels right um, we also know that there's the law of there's a universal law of reciprocity right so when you receive in your business whether you're receiving inquiries whether you're receiving help from someone whether you're receiving um, referrals whether you're receiving emails whether you're receiving Uh, experiences or opportunities or your logo or whatever it is it's on you to then give back that's the law of reciprocity and this is how you keep that cycle of giving and receiving going every time you receive something you have to recognize that you're receiving it and then you have to give something back somewhere Um, so it kind of fits with the bigger universal laws that we have as well which is really really cool and it was one of the ways, you know, I've got a few ways that my practice kind of went from being quite stagnant, kind of like my weight loss at the moment. (laughs) So as you know, I've been doing Noom and I've plateaued. So I'm on day number six of the same weight, but that's fine. But you know how like with your business, you kind of realize that you're sort of not going anywhere. You're, it's just kind of like every day is the same but you're aware that maybe you want to go further. Well, one of the things that really helped me was working with the moon phases and working with a cycle of the moon. In fact, um, and not just for the practice. So the results in the practice were that I got to call in clients that were aligned with me, of course, um, but the energy was different because my energy was different. So because I was working less and still getting the same results, I had more energy to give to my clients and that benefited them. It benefited me. It benefited my fur baby Gabe. (laughs) It allowed me to do more stuff. So it is a mind, a mindset shift though. So when you first start to learn about 
running your private practice, so not working with clients, but running your private practice in conjunction with the moon cycles and the moon phases, it is hard for you not to go back to your default of, oh, I can't possibly be away from the practice for a whole day or a whole afternoon because what if something happens or what if I'm not there to answer the phone or what if, what if, what if. So you do have to be disciplined initially. But once you get through your first full cycle, you realize how powerful it is and it works. And then it gets a little bit easier each time you do it until it just becomes second nature. So that's it, you know. Um, I just love it so much. And the way that it works for me is I marry it as well with masculine and feminine energy. So there are these times of the month where I will be focused on the business in terms of, you know, what I'm doing, um, what the goals are, the KPIs that I'm tracking, the money that I'm tracking, the inquiries that I'm tracking, um, you know, the content I'm scheduling to go out, all of those sorts of things. But there will also be times in the business where I get to um, disconnect where I get to play on Canva, where I get to record podcasts, <laughs> where I get to do all the fun stuff, um, all, the, all the creative stuff, where I get to meditate, where I connect to my inner guidance and I ask for soul wisdom and I use that wisdom to guide me from my next right aligned action for the private practice. So yeah, I'm working with the moon. I want to say it's been a game changer, but it was an absolute, uh, not awakening, but it really was just so expansive for me and showed me how beautiful running any business. I'm just saying private practice because that's what you and I do, but you can use this for any business. And it's just a beautiful way because it changes your lifestyle. It's not just your business, you apply it to business, but it actually changes your lifestyle, you know, and it's for that reason that I found it so easy to just continue to work with the cycle of the moon. In fact, uh, you know, each month I take days off during certain moon phases. See, there you go. You probably didn't know that. <laughs> but each month I take um, a few days off in accordance with certain phases of the moon and certain cycles of the moon um, so that I can do all kinds of things that I want to do for you and that I want to do for me, yeah. So we come back to that idea of balance and we come back to that idea of permission and we come back to that idea of the mother. So this approach to running your private practice can work for people who are open to it um, and it can work for people who are, uh, serious about wanting to make a change and who are serious about wanting to uh, work in alignment with their energy. Uh, as I said, like in my post that I put on Facebook the other day, it was like blame it on the full moon because I've just been doing all this work. I recognize now when the moon's at its most illuminated, when it's at its most brightest, that's when I have the most energy and that's when I'm most productive. Being in a waning phase, I know too that the, my energy isn't going to last forever, um, but I want to ride out this crest while I can. So anyway, that's a little bit about how working with 
the cycle and the phases of the moon has really helped me make my business so much more enjoyable and easier. And it's just another way that I truly embody um, my beliefs around you do get to create a private practice with soul. And that's the name of this podcast. It's the name of my business. And I walk my talk because I believe so much in having that level of integrity and that's why I feel really comfortable also sharing my journey with you when it comes to things like this that maybe other people might not understand <laughs> but I know that you do so thank you so much for listening um if for those of you who might be interested or curious about running your private practice in conjunction with the cycle of the moon and you want to know more about it, you should absolutely go and check out Moonworks. It's the program that I wrote a couple of years ago. It's on the website. I'll put the link in the comments for you. If you want to purchase it though, don't purchase it through the website. Let me know and I'll give you a special discount code um, because I want to say thank you to you for listening to this podcast. So just connect with me on Facebook and say, yeah, I want to grab a copy of Moonworks and um, I'll give you a, a nice discount on that as a way of saying thank you. Okay, so I hope that this was an expansive episode gets you thinking about other ways to running a private practice. I know you don't hear about this stuff anywhere else, but I love sharing it with you so much. Uh, have a beautiful, beautiful day, everybody. I love you so much. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Private Practice with Soul podcast today. If you're looking for clarity, if you need help with branding, your processes and bringing everything into alignment with your soul's purpose for your private practice, head to the show notes and click the link for more information about the Private Practice Monthly Mentorship Group. You are going to love it. I can't wait to see you in there. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.